when you're healthy, when you're in complete alignment, this means that you are in surrender to God. You are living as his beloved. You know what he says about you. You know his promises. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, welcome to Wellness and the Word. It's Faith Friday, and I'm super excited because I actually have a guest for today's Faith Friday. We are introducing you to the Enneagram. If you're not sure what that is, I'm super excited that you're here so you can learn more about it. And what the Enneagram is, is basically a personality test, but way better. And the way that my guest Becky explains it is Christ-centered, of course. So I love it even more that way, and I'm really excited for you to hear from her today. So Becky Williams is a certified health coach whose heart-centered practice reaches mamas of all walks of life around the globe. Her focus is on helping women to create rhythms and routines for their homes and to incorporate lifestyles that help them thrive in motherhood, not just survive. Through wit and humor, she helps mamas shine and uncover their God-given talents to embrace the glorious mess we all are. I hope you enjoy this episode learning about the Enneagram. Well, welcome Becky to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to jump on today and talk about my favorite topic, which is the Enneagram. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited because we haven't talked about that at all on the podcast. And I kind of feel like it's like this hidden gem still, even though it's been around for a long time. I don't think a lot of people know about it. So I'm really excited. So let's just get started. If you could explain a little bit about each of the nine types of the Enneagram and how it helps us to become aware of how God can work in our lives. Yeah, totally. So of course, this can go as deep as you possibly want it. So just remember, this is like a 10 million, you know, foot viewpoint of the Enneagram, but everybody's going to be a little bit of all these numbers. And so a lot of people will tell me, don't box me in. I don't want to be, you know, this number or that number. And I'm like, dude, put me in a box. Help me to understand what makes me tick, you know? And that's what I love about the Enneagram is it talks about the core motivations of a person, whereas most personality types are like, this is just what you do. And so that's cool. But like, why, why do I do that? And so that's why I love the Enneagram far above all the other ones. Although they give you insight to me, the Enneagram digs deep. And, um, I always have a joke, but it's the Enneagram is like a friend that discreetly tells you you have broccoli in your teeth. Like it doesn't judge you, (laughs) but it's just like, Hey, (laughs) this is what's happening, you know? And so there are nine basic types. So if you think of it, these are nine different ways that people will view the world. 
And so a type one person would be a moral perfectionist. And so I want to talk just kind of like their core desires. I think that would be the easiest way to explain them. So for a type one, they want to have integrity. They want to be good, be balanced, accurate, and virtuous. So that is your, your rule follower. Um, they're typically neat. You know, their home's neat. They, they just, they want to do things the right way, whatever that means for them. For a type two, which would be you, the supportive advisor, or sometimes called the helper. I feel like the helper is more accurate on that one. So being appreciated, loved, and wanted is your core desire. Do you feel like that resonates with you? Totally. Yes. Okay. When I like figured out I was a two, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally me. <laughs> they see me. I feel yes. seen and heard. Yes. <laughs> so a type three, this is actually my type. So having a high status and respect, being admired, successful, and valuable. And whenever I first heard this one, I was like, I mean, yeah, I want to be successful. Like I care about that. But a lot of times when you hear about an Enneagram three, it talks about like being real materialistic, uh, want to look like you're doing well, that kind of thing. I was like, eh, I mean, kind of like I enjoy just wearing comfortable clothes and I'll drive a car until it dies, you know? So that doesn't really resonate with me. But what I'm learning is that it can have to do with being a good mom. It can have to do with being a good wife, being, um, you know, a really good friend. So it's not always a materialistic thing. So just keep that in mind. If you feel like, oh yeah, well, I do like to achieve things and I'm goal oriented, but she said it's about having a high status and I don't really care about that. It could be a less obvious thing that you want to status in. So for a type four, they uh, really want to be unique, special, and authentic. So if you just see this person as normal, um, just typical, that kind of thing, that's like their biggest fear. They want to be unique and special, and that's what they want to be known for. For a type five, they're the investigative thinker. So their biggest desire is to be capable and competent. So think of your analytical jobs, your engineers, people who want to take things apart and figure out why it ticks. They would be the uh, investigative thinkers. And then a type six, this is actually my husband. He's the loyal guardian. And his biggest, not fear, his biggest desire, excuse me, is having security and guidance and support. So I like to think of a type six as kind of like a security guard. They're going to be the ones who are going to look out for the dangers. They're going to be the ones that are on watch, making sure that their family's safe, everybody around them is safe. They're going to think of problems. Um, and I'm going to talk about the different levels of health in just a little bit, but a Type six, who would be really unhealthy would be somebody who is anxious all the time. So they're worried about everything. Don't walk under the ladder because it's going to fall, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but in, in their purest form, in their highest level of health, they are really, really great people to have around. So for a type seven, these are your entertaining optimists. These are the ones who are ready to go. They're ready to have a party. They're the life of the party. Their uh, core desire is to be happy, for fully satisfied, and content. So you can see where this would be also a pitfall for them because they're wanting to move from, you know, this activity to next activity, and they're always on the go, and this traveling, and this, and that kind of thing, especially with COVID. COVID affected everybody, of course, but for a type seven who wants to entertain and be together all the time, this is especially hard for them. So a type eight, these are the protective challengers. 
their desire is to protect themselves and those in their inner self, meaning those that they love, those that are less fortunate than them, though the underdogs, they want to protect them and make sure that um, justice is served. For a type nine, these are the crowns of the Enneagram. They're the peaceful mediators. So they want to have inner stability and peace of mind. And so for them, if there's any kind of issue, like in a family or with friends or with their husband, they're like completely shut down. They, they don't want any type of conflict at all. So that is a, a super high <laughs> level looking down at the Enneagram overview. But hopefully you found yourself in some of those. Oh, totally. And I made my family take them, take like, oh, me the, too. The, <laughs> so it's you cool. <laughs> yes. My sisters, my mom, my husband. Yeah. So, and I totally knew like one of my sisters for sure, what she was going to be. She's a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's a one, which I actually was surprised that he was a one. And then my mom and my other sister were also twos. So that was just interesting. Um, I really, really like it. And then this kind of my next question is kind of going to go into this. You mentioned that the Enneagram plays a role in relationships with our families. So can you talk about how it does that and how can it help others like it's helped you in relating to your family? Because I think this would be so helpful to really just understand each other better. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, I like to think in, in visuals and that's just how my brain works. So if you are, let's say, traveling with your family, going on vacation, and you don't know what the Christian radio station is, so you just like start, you know, going through, and you're like going through static, 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 trying to find the channel. And whenever you get really close to the channel, you can maybe hear some, you know, murmuring and things like that, but you can't make out what's happening. But when you hit it dead on to whatever that channel is, it's so crystal clear, and you're like, ah, I get it. And so I think understanding your enneagram, understanding your husband's enneagram, your children. You can't type children. So this would be, you know, 18 and up. Okay. Um, Understanding your friends, your other family members, it helps you to tune into their frequency because it could, you know, the radio is the same, but it just has to do with what channel you're tuning into. So for an example, my husband and I've been married 10 years, so we've gotten a few things figured out. (laughs) Um, And one of those is right whenever my husband gets home. So he works a very physical job right now. I work from home. So I'm doing more, you know, thinking stuff and then podcast stuff. And then he's doing more labor stuff. And so whenever he gets home, the way that I communicate is like one of my love languages is quality time. And so I want to spend time with him. I've been at home with a toddler all day. I'm like another adult in real life. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, he walks in, Hey, how was your day? How did it go? You know, did you have the same person today that you were attacking with? Were you doing this? And he's just like, "Er." (laughs) I just need quiet. I just need to be alone, you know? And because he has a five wing, so he's a six with a five wing. um, The Enneagram fives are going to have the least amount of energy of any of the other Enneagrams. And so for him, he literally recharges by being alone, completely alone, no interruptions, no questions. Don't talk about your day. Don't do any of that. And so for the first couple of years of our marriage, I'm like, is something wrong? Did I do something? Why don't you want to spend time with me? Do we need marriage counseling? And he's like, what? What? (laughs) I just want to be alone. And I'm like, why? I don't get it. And so understanding each other, we're able to tune into each other's frequencies or each other's channels and be like, Hey, look, when you come home, you know, the first 20 minutes or whatever, would that be enough time for you to recharge? And he's like, Oh wow. She gets me. 
And then for me, I'm like, and I need 20 minutes after that to tell you about all the fun things that happened because I want to share that with you. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that has allowed us to not have this push and pull kind of thing, but being able to communicate and understand, okay, this is what he needs. And it has nothing to do with me. It's just how he yeah. made. So yeah, it's yeah, made. I a love really that analogy. Yeah. I love the analogy of the frequency. That's awesome. So you mentioned wings, like a five wing. Mm-hmm. Can you explain like what that is real quick? I know Ooh. that's a little more in depth. Of yeah, the we're going to dip our toe in that puddle. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, because that, that goes really deep. But basically, you're going to have um, one main type, and then you're going to have another number that comes in like a close second. And so, for example, for a three, we're the achiever, but then if you have more of a two wing, then you also have some tendencies of the helper. Or if you're on the other side, you know, then you are going to be more like a four. And so it all depends on what wing you have. And it's very, very different. So for your husband, for example, you said he's a type one, a type one with a two wing is going to look very different than a type one with a nine wing. And Mm -hmm. so it just has to do with more complexity of who you are, because there's more than nine types of people on the face of the earth, right? Um, yes. And so it just, it helps to break it down even further to help you understand yourself. That's so cool. I don't know what his wing is and your wing can only be the numbers like right next to your, right. so like for me, I'm a two, it can only be a one or a three, which right. I didn't realize when I first did it. I thought like it was when I did the, you know, test, it gives you like the percentages. So I thought like, yeah. oh, I'm a two with an eight wing. Cause that was like my second yeah. one. And then I realized, Oh no, I'm wrong. The, the wings have to be corresponding to the numbers next mm-hmm. to you. So yeah. interesting. I would say too, like if you're, if you have two or three numbers where you're like, eh, I'm not sure I could be any of those. Cause so for me, I had a three and a two were the same exact percentage and then mm-hmm. four was next. So I'm a two, three and a four, you mm-hmm. know, in some capacity. And so I think really the best way to do that is to understand core motivations of each one. If you can look at the core motivations and then you're like, oh yeah, that's me. That will help you to identify what your number truly is. And, you know, possibly even your wings. Cool. Yeah. I know my sister, the one that got the two as well, she was kind of unsure. So I wonder she maybe should do it again or kind of evaluate that. Yeah. So, so there are different levels of health with the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more on how we can use this tool to understand when we're veering off course. And I would love if you could mention the blog that you wrote as well, because I'm going to link that in the show notes. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. And so the different levels of health have to do with how you're aligned with the gospel. And this is my interpretation of it. Um, Some of the information to like what I'm going to talk about in the blog comes from your Enneagram coach, which is the Institute that I went for, for my certification. And so when you're healthy, when you're in complete alignment, this means that you are in surrender to God. You are living as his beloved. You know what he says about you. You know his promises. And that's the healthy version of, of your number. Okay. Um, a lot of us will be on autopilot. A lot of us will be an average level of alignment, which just means that you know, maybe we have had encounters with God or we are believers, but we're kind of like, ah, I've been in church for 20 years or I've been doing this for 20 years. I read my Bible sometimes, most of the time, you know, and so you're trying to do it on your own. You know that God's there, 
but it's kind of like, I'm going to keep you in my back pocket just in case that's more of an average level. So you're doing it on your own. You want God's help, but only when you want it. <laughs> um, and then you have the unhealthy level, which is you're completely out of alignment. You're doing everything on your own. You're not seeking God for help and you're just completely doing it by yourself. So basically you're an orphan at this point because you're not connected to God. If that makes sense. <laughs> It does. That's so good. And it's so interesting. I really, I just love the Enneagram. I think it's so fun. And can you tell us, I think that you have on your website where we can discover our Enneagram number, right? Yes. So on the website I have, um, if you just go to full on purpose and I'll have the link in the the show notes, Mm -hmm. um, I'll give it to you, Ryan, so you can put it, but full on purpose and then forward slash Enneagram there is a place for the test and then also a place for my mini master course, which is, it's free. It's about 30 minutes long, but it talks about the core motivations of everything of each number that you can kind of identify with those. Um, and earlier you had mentioned the blog too. And so I just wanted to touch on that and, and the blog has a lot more information in it. So like mm-hmm. you said, if you want to put the link, but um, one way to understand kind of where you are with your levels of alignment, or perhaps if you're at an average level of alignment and you're trying to level up, so to say, using the acronym AWARE is really, really helpful. So this is like, if you're driving down the highway, I guess I want to take a trip because I'm like all in trip mode today, but you're driving (laughs) down the highway and they have the rumble strips on the sides, like you're falling asleep and it, you know, shakes you and wakes you up. Using the Enneagram is a good way to do that, to see if the path that you're on is taking you where you want to go or if you're kind of veering off course a little bit. So the first way to understand that is um, A, which is awaken. So you just notice how are you reacting in your behavior and your thoughts? And this kind of goes back to what you teach with the fruits of the spirit. So taking that inventory of, okay, I need to be awakened to what I'm actually doing here. And the second one is welcome. And so welcoming is being open to what you might learn or observe without the condensate condensation <laughs> without the <laughs> condemnation and shame. I mix those two words together. That's funny. Um, the next one is to ask Holy spirit to help clarify what's happening internally. So this is, you're stepping back, you're becoming aware. Then you're saying, okay, Lord, you know, help me to understand what you're doing and then asking for that help to, to allow God to work in you. And then this is the hard part hard part is to receive it, (laughs) receive that insight and affirm your true identity as Christ's beloved child. So you ask, don't be mad when he answers, (laughs) helps you kind of see those prickly parts of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last thing is to enjoy and it's to take comfort in being God's child and seeing this new freedom that helps you to move away from those old self-defeating patterns of living. So it's just a fun way to kind of run down and see, uh, are you on course or eh, maybe not? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love, um, acronyms that kind of can help walk you through that. So that's awesome. I really, really enjoy that. 
Um, so I'm so grateful that you're giving us that free core motivations, mini master course. I'm definitely yeah. going to do it. And I'm excited that people can go find out their Enneagram. Cause I just have a feeling a lot of people don't know their Enneagram number yet. So if you do go, um, do Becky's mini master course and find out your Enneagram number, let us know what it is. Cause that would be a lot of fun. And, um, thank you so much for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you asking me to come on today. I love talking about Enneagram. And I think that it's, like you said, it's kind of a a diamond in the rough right now that a lot of people are not tapping into and or they think that it's um, because unfortunately, the symbol for Enneagram looks a little bit like something we would not want. (laughs) Something (laughs) satanic. I don't know why it's like that. But Mm -hmm. um, that's part of why I like the tasks that I have linked on my website because mm-hmm. it goes through your Enneagram coach website, which is yeah. the Enneagram and the gospel together. And yes. so they give it to you with a Christ centered perspective. So you can feel safe taking the test and it's not mm-hmm. going to send you down some weird rabbit hole. And, <laughs> you know, theology. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that it is rooted in the gospel, like yes. nothing better. So thank you. That's so awesome. So where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah. So I have a podcast also, and it's called mama meets Enneagram. You can find it on any of the podcast platforms. Um, or if you want to just look on my website, I have it full on purpose.com forward slash podcast. And then on Facebook, Instagram, all the other places I'm full on purpose. And then, um, I have a private Facebook group as well. Full on purpose hangout. If you want to come hang out with me there. So awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Becky, for being on today. Absolutely. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to remind you to come join our Facebook Wellness in the Word community where we are creating friendships rooted in Christ, praying for each other, and getting into the Bible every single day. Can't wait to see you there.